Welcome to episode 82 of The Kraken Pod, a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new and old to hockey, and hockey fans looking to have some fun. Uh, we are deep in summer podcasting and summer hockey talk. And uh, just for context, um, I'm recording with a bunch of kids in my house. So just deal with it. We're going to talk about what lies beneath when it comes to everything Seattle Kraken and the NHL, the NHL draft recap, um, who, who was taken. We'll talk about the Kraken's draft. Free agency is, is pretty fun so far. It got quiet real fast, though. And then who have the Kraken signed? We'll talk about merch. When's that coming back? And our three stars of the week, what the heck's been going on? So let's get to it. Welcome to episode 82 of The Kraken Pod with kids. Let's go. Going. My name is Jeff Janusik. This is my good friend and co-host, Joey Cirillo. So yeah, I just kind of gave up. Just gave up, you know, trying to knock out work. It's some deep in summertime stuff. Yes. And that means that there's kids and I have there's kids friends in my house right now. I really don't know who's here. Uh, I've been trying to work, which is fruitless. It sounds and like you have an inflatable playhouse in your living room. Kind of. Like. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> trying not to stress about the mess that's out there. I typically am yelling at this point of the day to clean up, but there's it's just whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, life's really good. It's really good. It's just, um, it's just kids, kids, lots of kids. Things let's, going let's, on. Ca- let's catch up really quick because we haven't had a chance to really like talk in like a week or so. Did you get back from your surprise vacation? Can you now share where you went? I saw you did a TikTok, but you're using a filter and a porta potty. That made it look like you were chilling in Cancun. So where were you? <laughs> oh, I was just—I made a joke that I was in a in a porta potty, but no, that that wasn't that wasn't real. That was an that was a filter. Use that filter. It's that crazy. Filter makes me depressed. It makes me depressed. That, no, so like you—that was that was not on vacation. Okay. That, I saw somebody use that filter and said, "I'm in my bed right now at home in the dark," mm-hmm. and then it showed them looking around this beautiful, amazing tropical paradise that looked real. So like when you use the filter, it's just like you're looking around an amazing, I'm sure, multi-million dollar home on the beach. So I was nowhere. Nice. Um, I was actually in Florida when I did that. But mm-hmm. then that's it. What are you eating? Not you, it's Joey. Kid, it's kid corner time. Here we go. Okay. All right. It's going to be a lot of that. Anyway, so no, I was not on surprise vacation. I did go to Florida for the 4th of July. How was your 4th yes. of July? Mine was very good. It was low key. I finally, um, I am moved into the new place. Yeah, it looks cool. For the I mo- mean, thank you. You like the white wall, white bare wall behind me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's cra- It took. I was on a counter because I started getting so tired. So it's been um, triple digit heat here in New Orleans. It's been fucking insane. Yep. We got kids coming in. And, no, sorry. Uh, no, you're totally fine. So, sorry. Yeah, it's been triple digit heat. Um, it took me five days to move everything and get everything set up. Uh, by day five, I almost gave up. I was like, I'm so fucking tired of doing this shit. Um, but you know what, whatever, it's all good. I made it. The new place is great. And, uh, yeah, just looking forward to like, you know, hanging like some art and shit on the walls. because aside from that, everything else is set up, man. Like TVs are wall mounted, like cable Wi-Fi is hooked up. Like everything is Everything is taken care of. So it's been good, man. The The move was brutal, though. I mean, it was it was an absolute test. <laughs> yeah. My mental fortitude because moving – I've never moved in that kind of heat before, and it kicked my ass. Dude, I saw that the TikToks you put out, sweating, and I was like, man, that just absolutely sucks. So brutal. Con- congrats brutal. for getting through that and having the – you know, being persistent on it. And, uh, you know, good, good for you. That absolutely sucks. So we record in person whenever that will happen next, you'll have to come in and check out the house. You're going to be surprised. It's, it's a shit ton of space. I'm, I'm very excited for it. We could possibly do that next week, uh, before I go on my, va- my Disney cruise vacation. Cause uh, I'd like to knock nice. some stuff out. So hey, maybe next week I can come by and, and do something, but uh, yeah, I can't wait to see it, man. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to be doing a bunch of planning. I'm also very excited to get uh, to that that uh, sort of fallish schedule once we get to August when the kids oh go back to school. I'm very ready for that. Also, yeah, but answer your question, the 4th of July, it was very low-key. I ended up um, – I had a couple of drinks. I went to the pool, 
and not a lot of people there, which really surprised me, which I absolutely loved. Like me in younger 20s, I would have been like, let's pack this bitch and, and have a party. But yeah. me now, I'm just like, yep. I've got my space. I can read. I can relax. I can hang out with friends. Like, this is great. Um, took it easy on the booze, made a lot of food, ate, and then I passed out watching Save It Private Ryan. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Uh, awesome, dude. Well, good. I'm glad you had a good fourth. We just we did the same thing, but in Florida. So Lots of fireworks or what? No, actually, you know what? We didn't watch any fireworks on the 4th of July, which was weird. My wife and I felt weird, but we were... Me too. I didn't watch any... I could hear them, but I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm just going to throw this movie on and then stay up until 1 in the morning watching it for no fucking reason. Uh, we, that we ended up watching... A, we had a great day with the kids, and then we decided to watch a movie around 6, and we watched mm-hmm. Jumanji with the kids. Uh, Wait, the, the original? Like the classic Robin Williams? Yeah, yeah. Oh. It, was, it was so fun. The kids... We had a great family movie night. And the, the monkeys, honey. Yes. The monkeys yep. had a motorcycle. Wait, what's that? Again? The monkeys had a motorcycle and they stole it in the car. In the jungle, you must wait until the dice reach five or eight. Yep. I'm just that saying. Luck with that. Yeah. And then I thought we were going to tap out when he got sucked and, into the game. And in, and in the kitchen, the monkeys were like making so much mess. They almost like threw it up to them. Oh, yeah, they did. They, this my they, daughter, the monkeys Charlotte. are just kids. I mean, really, if you watch Jumanji, the monkeys are just children running around making messes of everything. Oh, so we had a great night. But then when it was time, like 9 o'clock, I was like, let's go outside and see if there's any fireworks out there. Or maybe we can take a little stroll to the beach. And they were like, no, we're tired. So we just went in. That was it. Nice. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so anyway. Um, well, it actually, you know, we had, we had some fun hockey stuff going on. We should get to it. Let's get to your crack and reaction. So a lot of stuff's happened since we last talked, and uh, the Kraken were involved in, in some of it, obviously. Mm-hmm. We'll start with, because this came first, the NHL draft, uh, which I, again, I've talked a lot about wanting to go to Seattle and see games this season. I think, because I, I think the draft's going to happen in Las Vegas uh, next summer, I'm thinking about going. Like, it probably, I probably would take the kids to, to see this, right? But like, which would be crazy. Uh, but I kind of want to go check out the draft and the awards and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Nashville looked like, I mean, I caught a little bit of it. I was in the middle of the move when the draft was going down, but true. What it looked like Nashville was like a perfect host city for everything going down. Um, And the draft just looked like a a blast. I would be all in on going out to Las Vegas. Um, I do not have kids. I would not be bringing kids if that were to be the case. Uh, yeah, so here's our in-depth uh, NHL draft recap. Connor Bedard taking first overall. All right, here we go. Very shocked. Very yes. shocked by that move. <laughs> no, so Connor Bedard uh, obviously taking first overall. Chicago Blackhawks, trash organization. We all know about that. But I did want to make um, or talk about really quickly uh, the Seattle Krakens picks. And I only went through the first two rounds. So their first, uh, their first four overall picks in the draft that were pretty significant. So I thought this was really notable. They, uh, the Seattle Kraken received a B plus grade from the athletic, um, despite picking outside of the top 15, they actually picked number 20. If you look at like the rankings of where teams that picked in the, like towards the bottom of the first round were all of them were like C minuses. And the reason why uh, Seattle Kraken, and, and again, this is all speculative, right? Like every year this happens, you can try to, you know, look at these guys and scout them out and give them grades all you want. But the reality is like some guys are going to miss some guys are going to hit whatever. Now, with that being said, the reason why they were given a B plus despite picking uh, 20th as their first pick is because they said that combined their four players that they took were guys that they believe that at least two out of the four are going to become quote NHL regulars. So that's a very good sign for the Seattle Kraken. They once again loaded up on the draft in Ron Francis, we trust WWRD. So uh, the first guy they ended up taking was Edward, and I'm going to try to pronounce his name correctly, Shala. Now it's pronounced Sale, and I fucking love this dude because I don't know if you saw this, Jeff, but they had him at the Mariners game throwing out the first pitch. He's never even, like, thrown a baseball his entire life. He goes to the mound and just delivers it right down the pipes. I mean, like, this dude, like, no warm-up, nothing, just delivers a perfect pitch. I'm like, okay. This guy's a freaking stud. Uh, he's a left wing from the Czech Republic. Now, he was ranked as the number seven overall prospect by Hockey News and number five prospect by NHL Central Scouting. And they say a big reason why they think he fell to number 20 at the Kraken, which is a big reason why uh, the Seattle, I think, had to jump on him uh, with the chance that they had to take him. 
is because he's not all that big. He's six, I mean, he is six foot two, but he's 174 pounds. So a big thing for him is like, you know, veneers. There was a lot of talks about veneers being like, this guy needs to add weight. But if you look at uh, the positives on this guy, elite shot, elite hands, he's incredibly quick, and he's got a really good hockey IQ. So the, the potential for him is really, really high, but they also listed him as having like a really low floor. So it's like, you know, it's a high risk, high reward type player. That's the reason why he fell to number 20. Uh, last winter, he had a goal and five assists uh, uh, to help Czechia win the silver in the IIHF, which, you know, is the Iditarod, the World Juniors. And they actually lost to Team Canada. That was captained by Shane Wright, which is kind of funny and ironic. Um, and he's from the same country as Kraken amateur scouting director Robert Cron. And the Kraken are heavily, heavily invested in Europe. So they're very familiar with this guy. He fell to number 20. The Kraken took him. So very excited for that pick. I got to get used to pronouncing his last name like Shala, not Sale. Um, but yeah, overall, pretty good. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm yeah, excited go about this guy because he's 6'2". I mean, you can always fill in that. For, I mean, he's, 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 he can be a, a bigger dude. And, and I'll take Agreed. elite elite yeah. skills that if physicality you can you can put that on there so agree and by the way his physicality you saw i mean this guy's playing against dudes a lot bigger than him already he's taking hits he's not afraid you know to be hit or to get physical out on the ice so that's a that's a no-brainer um so overall i'm pretty happy with that 50th overall carson repkoff uh left wing for the kitchener rangers in the ohl he was the 29th ranked north american prospect in this year's draft that's per nhl.com and last season in 68 games played, he had 30 goals and 29 assists for 59 points. So, again, they take a winger with a solid shot. That was their 50th overall pick. They had two picks later, so 52nd overall. It was Oscar Mulgard. He's a center. He played professionally in Sweden, but he's actually from Denmark. He is the 18th-ranked European skater per NHL.com. Last year in 21 games, this dude had 23 points at six goals and 17 assists. And that's with the junior team, the HV71 uh, junior team. And then 57th overall, you have Lucas Dragicevic. Is that how you pronounce it, Jeff? I feel like this guy is like part of like your brethren or something like that. I don't know, but I would guess. I haven't, I have not looked it up. I have not heard his name. Uh, Dragicevic. 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 Okay, I like that. I like that. The end is, and he's going to be a fan favorite because for whatever reason, like we love our defensemen, he's a defenseman, but he's a defenseman for the Tri City Americans in the WHL. Shout out Tri City, Washington State. Uh, he was the 18th ranked North American prospect via NHL.com in 68 games last season at that level in the WHL. He had 75 points in 68 games. That's 15 goals and 60 assists. And you have to remember, again, defensemen. So, those stats definitely jump out to me. And overall, that is a reason why the Seattle Kraken get an overall B-plus grade for their first two rounds. Yep, I think they did a great job. I mean, I, look, I don't even doubt. Like, I, I, they could draft anybody and be like, yeah, they got this. Uh, let, me see, let me see if I can – I have a pronunciation. Let's see if this happens. I don't know if you can hear it or not, but we'll see. Here we go. Drigisevic. You can't hear it probably, but I'm hitting play on this thing. Drigisevic. Uh, Drigisevic? Drigisevic. Who knows? Who knows? Um, one note I want to say about Please. Shala is I tweeted out from crack at Kraken pod, uh, a picture of a hockey player. And I basically said, Hey, <sighs> we just draft, we just drafted a, a Czech left winger. Mm -hmm. uh, I know of a pretty awesome Czech left winger. Um, you know, something like that. It was a picture of Yarmer Yager mm -hmm. and uh, who's the second leading goal scorer, like the points leader of all time, not goal scorer. Yes. Um, but he, I was surprised by how many people didn't know who Yarmer Yager is. Like, I mean, he only retired a couple, like a year, a couple years ago. Um, yeah, the, guy's, the guy's still fucking skating in his forties. There's a lot of people who did not, did not know that. Remember, man, like, you know, new, uh, new That's fan right. base. But yeah, That's you're true. dropping a Yarmie Auger. Yeah. And like, I, I did recognize him. I was like, okay, I'm, I patted myself on the back there for a second, but it did take me like a minute. I was like, who the fuck is this? I was like, oh, okay. I think I, I think I figured this out. Yeah. Um, no, that fair. was hilarious. And yep. it's also a testament to just, again, this is a, this is a new, you know, uh, fan base when it comes to paying attention, watching the hockey. We're not all, you know, Detroit born and raised Detroit Red Wings podcast, which we're definitely about to get into here soon yep. uh, because the Detroit Red, Wing, Red Wings and the Seattle Kraken are definitely doing some swapping. So um, I have to, this is a really quick, just a funny note. I thought I, I looked through like almost every player that was drafted and I have a list of like the best names that were drafted. So Marcel, Marcel, real person, went to Chicago Blackhawks in the fifth round. Will Smith, 
to San Jose fourth overall. Good, wicked, good player. That's a great pick. I'm surprised. Wicked slap shot. Wicked slap shot. And wicked slapper. Slapper. wicked slapper. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Butt, yeah. Arizona, 12th overall. Now his last name is pronounced. It's actually boot, but it's mm. B U T. I'm going to go with Daniel, Butt. Butt denial, Daniel, Butt. I like yeah, that name. I like that. Matthew mania to the Los Angeles Kings in the fifth round. Anybody with the last name mania. I don't even have to scout them. I want them on my team. I'm just throwing that out there right now. That's a great name. Fantastic name. Uh, Dennis Goodbog, New York Islander, seventh round. Wow. I don't even yeah. know what to think of that, but I like it. I don't it. know. I mean, it I, sounds... Also, I'm like, why, why does Dennis get to include his middle name? And, and also, how is his middle name just good? Like, why is it not great? Dennis Great Bog. Dennis good, Fantastic Bog. Good Bog sounds like a Scandinavian purse that you would take to the pool. Like, this is a good oh, bog. Yeah. This is like, yeah. a, oh, oh, the good bogs are the biggest trend right now. Like, every soccer yes. mom's got these for, for their bag to take to the pool. I need a like good you're bog. On, yeah, you're on the beach and your friend's like, hey, did you bring the good bog? I feel like bog is a thing. Bog. It is actually, you know what? It, 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 it is. It's actually a bog bag. That's what I thought it. That's exactly what it is. We have one of these things. Well, now we went from just talking shit to making sense. I don't know we have a bog bag. We have one here. It's orange. <laughs> that was like the huge trend. Like couple, it's been around for a couple of years. My wife was one of the first ones. So that's like, I'm into it. It's on top of this. Yeah, shit. Just so don't leave bog. it in Denver. So I have to retrieve it like your sunglasses. After so that's something you could on scooters. That's yes, it is true. Yes. Uh, MVP uh, always. Last name that I think I actually might like the most. Uh, Philadelphia Flyers in the third round drafted Denver Barkey. Is it a dog? I, it, it, this is like an Air Bud situation, but on ice. That would be I, would awesome. be, I would be all in. I would actually start rooting for the Flyers. I don't think that's the case. It's not a golden retriever on skates. I'm pretty sure there is an Air Bud version of hockey. There is. Is there? Yeah. Air Bud, okay. the big puck. Yeah, yeah. This is... <laughs> But then there was also an MV, a movie of a uh, 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 monkey that played called, I think, like MVP or something like that. It was a monkey that, that played. Anyway, all right. So there right, you go. I like it. Yeah. So rolling, rolling right from the NHL draft, it goes into NHL free agency. And like you said, it started off really hard, uh, like really hot, and then it died down pretty quickly. But I, I went through like the overall league transactions and holy shit, there's a lot of them, but I went through some of the keynotes. And if I left anybody out, please let me know. I'm sure I fucking did. I'm a moron. I'm still new to hockey. I'm figuring this out. Um, but I, I wanted to note just some notable guys I think are going to make some serious impacts as much as I fucking hate to admit it. Uh, Toronto really stood out. And Toronto was able to really finagle their way into getting a couple of guys who are really going to be able to make an impact on the ice. So, I'll start just, again, a couple players in the NHL um, that I think were just key moves around the league. Matt Duchesne uh, goes to the Dallas Stars. Um, He's really going to, like, bolster their middle six, um, especially on the scoring side, obviously. He gets a one-year $3 million deal. Blake Wheeler goes to the Rangers. They need a right wing. Uh, Really, the only, like, legitimate right wing they have on their team right now is Capo Caco, probably the best name in the league. Um, as, as like a top nine piece right winger, he gets one year, 800,000 with a $300,000 performance incentive attached to that contract. Uh, Mike Riley goes to the Florida Panthers. They needed a lot of defensive help. Uh, he's a gritty dude. Uh, Boston has a plethora of these guys on their squad. So they were able to just kind of pluck one from Boston. He gets a one year, $1 million deal for me. That's a no brainer for Florida. Uh, Connor Brown, I hate to admit this too, because for some reason I just don't fucking like Edmonton either. Uh, he goes to Edmonton. They need a top six uh, right wing uh, because, and also because, so last year he spent 100 plus days on the long-term IR, which I found out actually opens up teams to offer performance bonuses uh, to these individuals that do not count against their salary cap space. So basically they were able to bring on Connor Brown and because of the IR and because of the, uh, the salary cap structure with him getting bonuses, they were able to basically uh, work around similar to like what Toronto did and, uh, and give this guy a contract despite not really having all the money in place. This one hurts to say, but I think it's going to be a significant move. But you know what? We are a Detroit Red Wings podcast. Yes. Stronger. Stronger going to Detroit, I think, is going to be a huge deal because it's not risky. It's one year, $2 million. Last year, they finished 24th in goals per game. 
everyone knows of uh, his defensive liability. I mean, if you watched him get the fucking flat tire and fall on his ass in the middle of the playoff game, I think it was against Dallas that gave him a goal. It was pretty brutal. But this guy can score, and you can plug him into your bottom six. He's going to give you the scoring help needed. Jeff, as a Detroit native and also Red Wings fan, Red Wings podcast, how would you feel about Spronger hopping over and joining Eisman over there? One of my favorite Kraken um, and now one of my favorite Red Wings. So I think I'm going to write a letter to Ron to like only deal with Detroit mm-hmm. and move, move guys back and forth. So then I can kind of like make this like a mega team, you know, so I can like root for everybody because I really, I really, I'm happy about it because I, I get this, this great player that I really like. Yes. I, I love when he's flying around. He's so fast. Um, and I think there's a lot of upside here for the wings because, you know, I know you say bottom six, but he, you know, who knows what could happen. Right. So yes. I think he's, he's really good. So I do, I do think it's one of the most underrated acquisitions. And I'm not trying to be a homer on it. I just think like with the scheme and what Detroit needed and for them to get stronger. And also like, you know, we've watched him the past two seasons, like his grit and the way he, that he skates and just like the attitude that he brings to the ice. Um, it's really hard to put that into a number and a one year, $2 million deal is nothing. This is going to hurt me more uh, than talking about Daniel Sprong just because I fucking hate Toronto. Uh, they get Max Domi and, you know, they get a middle six center. He's gritty as hell. Um, the guy can score. He's going to fit in there perfectly. Um, they lost, they lose Michael Bunting. So he's going to replace him as a top six scoring option. And they don't really pay a ton for, I mean, you know, they pay one year in a $5.5 million contract, but Max Domi is officially going to Toronto. If there's a top 10 list of players. Sorry, that Tyler are- Bertuzzi was the one replacing Michael Bunting, which by the way, they got Bertuzzi as well, but they got Max Domi on top of that, which is also like a holy shit. Well, they also got Ryan Reeves. So yes. Ryan Reeves comes from Minnesota and he's one of Yo. the best, best characters in the league. He's yes. a great, great player, super gritty. So if there's a top 10 list of guys in the NHL that can score and be gritty, dirty, greasy players that teams love to have, all mm-hmm. three of these guys, Max Domi, Ryan Reeves, and Tyler Bertuzzi are on this list. Yes. I love what they did. I don't I know how it. that's going to necessarily work out with, with you know, all three of those guys playing together in the same team, but it's like, it's pretty incredible. So, yeah, uh, I, oh man, I'm, I'm blown away by it. And, and I hate to admit it, but if I have to do draft grades, right, or not, sorry, uh, NHL free agency grades right now, I have Toronto at number one. Like the moves that they made with their limited salary cap is very impressive. No, they did a great job. I think they, that's so, you know, I, I honestly, I kind of want them to like maybe win just so we could, you know, shut up about them. I, I, nah, I want fuck that. <laughs> I, I losing the playoffs again, but you know, here's the frustrating part for me is because like, as a person who actively roots against them for multiple reasons, like, like you said, these character guys are the type of guys that they need to advance further in the playoffs. The kind of guys that will, um, you know, take things personal and take it up a notch and be physical with the other team and, and provide that. And I just think they've been lacking that. Um, and now they, they went out there and they got three freaking studs to come to their team. Um, here's the part where it's going to be even more painful. Let's talk about Seattle crack and free agency. So Seattle crack and loses Ryan Donato, um, <sighs> Duncan Donato, uh, can of Clamato Donato, as you call him, um, and Didn't just like baby face killer, um, you know, rosy cheeks Donato. And at the end of the day, like he's just such a class act. I mean, the guy grew up in Massachusetts. He's very familiar with Maddie Beniers, all that stuff. Um, and it came out that he actually called Ron Francis as soon as he found out um, that he was, um, going to go to Chicago. I mean, found out he he was a free agent, but, um, he gave Ron Francis a call to thank Ron and thank the organization for everything they provided him. And like, that's just a dude that you want on your team. So losing Donato really hurt. How, uh, how are you feeling about that one in particular? You know, the guys that we lost, um, it, I will say this is after that run last year, they're, they're always going to be favorites of mine, but at the same time I get it. And I knew players that, I've known and we've talked about many times we're going to go and it's just part of the game and part of making room for, I think a very strong um, uh, uh, resource for, for, for young players, you know what I'm saying? Like a strong talent pool in in the lower ranks. So I knew it was going to happen. And these are, you know, several big names had to leave. It stinks, but at the same time um, I'm excited for the, the future and on to be really frank to, I don't want to offend anybody, but like nobody that I'm really super worried about losing, I'll say. Yeah. For me, it was, um, 
it was it was stronger if anybody if i'm talking about like just play on the ice susie had no fucking problem with sorry susie thank yeah. you for your contribution so susie the seuss is loose susie which we have to stop doing that now which is honestly the most disappointing part of it all yep. uh susie he heads up north he goes to vancouver um they give him over three million dollars a year for a couple of years uh geeky goes to boston actually that's a really I, I almost put that on my uh nhl like notable list because i think geeky is going to really help out boston as well he's going to have really good opportunities to to get some time on ice there and um and yeah we we already mentioned spronger to detroit so those are the four kraken that the see uh the, the four kraken and the organization end up losing now we can talk about the people that they signed so we can go into a little bit of this. And again, there's a lot of moves that that Seattle made now because they weren't really splashy. It wasn't talked about that much. But uh, on uh, a defenseman, uh, Jimmy Schultz, Coachella Valley Firebirds, five goals and four assists last year during their playoff run. But the most important part of that signing is he's a mentor to Riker Evans. Like this is a guy you want in your organization. Um, it was a good sign to bring him on uh, two way deal, 775. Um, they also signed Slovakian forward Marion Studenich. Uh, he played in 19 games with Dallas in the past two seasons, so kind of a small sample size. He's, I, I don't have this in my notes, but I think it's in my head. He's played 44 games total in the NHL over the past couple of seasons. Uh, John Hayden, we bring him back. Two goals in seven games with the Kraken last year. He was going back and forth between uh, the, the Kraken and Coachella Valley Firebirds. The lower body industry ended up getting him, so we are going to get John Hayden back. This was a big one I really was excited to talk to you about. So defenseman Brian, is it Dumoulin? Um, yeah. We, we take him from Pittsburgh. So this guy's a 10-year vet in the NHL. He's a two-time Stanley Cup champion with your favorite team, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Love him. Uh, he gets reunited with his fellow uh, blue linesman, Justin Schultz. And not only Justin Schultz, because, I mean, they were literally on the blue line together, um, but Jamie Elixiak and Turbo, these are all guys that he's played with. So it's not just the fact that this guy is a two-time Stanley Cup winner and he's a seasoned veteran, um, but last year he played all 82 games. Um, he had one goal and 24 assists, so 25 points on the season. We gave him two years, a 3.15 uh, million annual average value. And I think he's going to replace Carson Susie on the lineup. And for me, it's a better move. He's a better player than Susie, and he's cheaper than him. And he has, you know, he's got the two Stanley Cups, dude. I think this was a great signing for the Seattle Crack. And I know that last year he didn't play um, like up to expectations. And it wasn't because of injury or anything like that. He clearly played every game last season. But from what I was reading, because of how the Seattle Kraken are structured and the way they play defense and everyone like knows their specific roles and Pittsburgh is a little bit more loose and reliant on their star power. I think this guy is really going to flourish in Seattle system. And also two, two more cup rings in the room, which is yes. fantastic. So absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. This guy's an NHL pro glad to have him at the blue line. And like you said, replacing Susie. Um, yeah. I'm happy about that. Absolutely. Uh, this guy who, again, I think is going to be a favorite for the Kraken is Kyler Yamamoto, who's a Spokane, Washington native. Shout out to Spokane. Um, he was a first round pick as early as uh, 2017. He was taken number 22 overall via Edmonton. He has spent his entire career there up until now. The Seattle Kraken grabbed him one year and a 1.5 million uh, annual average value. It was actually kind of crazy because Detroit Red, Ring, Red Wings podcast, he was actually moved to Detroit last week in a separate deal that involved another teammate of his. Detroit said, fuck it. We're actually just going to buy out his contract and make him a free agent. Ron Francis sees him and is like, no, we're going to grab this guy. He's quick. He has a hell of a shot. The thing is he's undersized. He's like 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, so he's got like some Yanni Gord vibes uh, when it comes to size, but this guy can score. You know, and he's a, a four that the Kraken can plug in and can expect to score some goals. So I am excited for that um, addition to the Kraken as well. And anytime a Washington native gets added, people are just going to jump on board. Um, Connor Carrick, uh, he gets a one-year, two-way deal. Uh, last season, he's a defenseman. Uh, it was a career year for him with the Providence Bruins. He had 44 points. That includes 38 assists. Um, again, that's four defensemen. His assists actually led his entire Providence roster, and it was sixth best among AHL defenders. So this is a guy who's a little bit older. Um, you know, he's probably going to spend time at Coachella Valley, but he is a defenseman um, that we can continue to bolster up those ranks and call him up if we need him. You good over there? 
Sorry, I was telling um, my son to get my son to get the Legos off the porch, the front porch. Um, you're all good, brother. So sorry about that. No, you're just you're you're crushing it right now. By the way, you're my number one star for the week. Yes. Well, I think what's cool too is so you went through all the the signings so far. We still have some things to figure out. There's a lot yes. of contract stuff out there, and there's some big names in that. So what's the latest with like Vince Dunn and some of the guys we're talking about when it comes to uh, contracts? Yeah, so those four guys that are, you know, the restricted free agents, the Dundertaker, Borgen, Kale Flurry, and Cole Lind. So the Seattle Kraken reached out and they made qualifying offers to all four of these guys. And Cole Lind opted not to go to arbitration, but the other three did. So these arbitration cases are going to going to be held between July 20th and August 4th. And basically arbitration is the fancy word for it gives a specific deadline for contract talks between the restricted free agents and their teams. So basically the Kraken offer Vince Dunn, Borgen and Flurry, and they go, here's what we're going to offer you. They say, no, thank you. We're going to take it to arbitration, meaning that we like the organization still retains the rights to these players because again, restricted free agents Um, with that, with that being said, the players like, no, we want to negotiate. So there's going to be some interesting talks coming up for the Seattle Kraken. And from what I've read, Vince Dunn is actually projected to earn between seven to $9 million um, a year coming off a season in which he had, you know, 64 points. That's 14 goals and 50 assists and was 11th. He almost cracked the top 10 in Norris trophy voting. So if that ends up being the case, the Dundertaker, your favorite players from day one is going to be the highest paid Seattle Kraken on the freaking roster. As he should. I think he's somebody to build around. He had, you know, he, 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 last year was his coming out party. He was fantastic. You know, as the Kraken level up in their talent, he's going to benefit from that. You know, Mm -hmm. more scoring means probably more assists for, for Vince Dunn. And he worked really hard on himself last season. He went out there and he bet on himself. He changed his conditioning. He did all different things. I think he's, he's, he's worth it. I think at some point you've got to invest in that. And I would love to invest in this guy rather than go out and spend seven, you know, to 9 million annually on somebody else. Right. I'd rather he's already a fit for the room. I'm assuming that everything's good with that chemistry there. So let's invest in, in the guy that we helped to develop. We brought in, and I think that'd be awesome. So I think it's well, whatever money he wants, I think it's well worth it. You know, whatever he's asking, Ron, shave your couple bucks off to get, you know, get the win and then sign <laughs> that dude. Yeah, man. Couldn't agree more. And I forgot to mention a note about Dimelin coming over from Pittsburgh. There is a specific clause and they didn't say which teams, but he has a clause in his contract, but there are 10 specific teams that he has a no trade, uh, no trade clause attached to. Um, he's really excited to become a crack and he's actually born and raised in Maine. And he said that Seattle and the Pacific Northwest in general just reminds him of kind of like where he grew up. So he's very excited to be uh, a part of the organization. I think he's going to be a great fit. Um, so I went to cap to cap friendly and I was looking up the current cap space for the Seattle Kraken after all these moves were made. Obviously this is going to come out before the arbitration hearings, before these contracts get negotiated between Flurry Borgen and the Dundertaker. Uh, right now the Seattle Kraken are looking, they're over $13 million in current cap space, 13,343,000. Um, and it's what they're looking at for their cap space. Their roster 18 out of 23 players and they have 44 out of 50 contracts. So there's still a lot of moves to be made. Um, I'm really curious to see how these arbitration hearings go and what the contracts come out. But in the very near future, I think we're going to see uh, the Dundertaker sign a pretty massive extension and remain a Seattle Kraken. I hope so. I hope so. I think that for the most part, our team's going to be intact. We're going to have some new talent in. Um, they've had the the all this week. They're putting on the the you know young young stars camp. Um, mm-hmm. Shane Wright and all the They're draft picks. Are, yep, they're all development camps going on right now, which is cool. I saw some cool pictures of you know Shane Wright greeting fans. So already, you know, we're seeing some hockey action uh, on social media coming out of the Seattle camp. So um, the future is bright. I think that that the the now a couple of drafts under his belt and the development for the Seattle Kraken looks really good. I mean, imagine Shane Wright coming in doing fantastic. Imagine, you know, some of these other guys coming in and, uh, you know, playing a role. And then you add in, you know, the, the long-term signing of Vince Dunn, hopefully, and some of these other guys, and, and we can look forward to like a really awesome, fruitful season. So that's exciting. I'm Absolutely, pumped. man. My I'm freaking Jack, man. And also like from a development camp, the only like real takeaway I've had aside from being like, Oh, this is cool to see all the young guys getting their work in is Yager Furcus, the Furcus circus. Like I'm so fucking in love with this guy. 
Um, he continues to score and put on a show every time he's out on the ice, and he's still doing like the barefoot interview. So this this goofy ginger dude is uh, quickly becoming a favorite of mine. So I'm excited to see him continue to grow his game, to get bigger, and uh, you know, hopefully one day we see him in Seattle cracking uniform doing his damn thing. Well, we're in the uh, sort of, you know, we're, we're kind of in some dead space right now when it comes to hockey. Uh, every now and then we're getting some tidbits of, you know, somebody signing, some things happening. But I don't expect a ton of things happening over the next couple of weeks, uh, especially with the 4th of July, that sort of stuff. And really in the sports world, there's, there's not so much going on. There is baseball, though. And I'll tell you this, when it comes to DraftKings Sportsbook, if you're a new customer, you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network. Bet just five bucks and you can score $150 in bonus bets instantly. All right. So use code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app. It's awesome. Love it. It's super easy to use, super safe. Uh, you can, you know, uh, get your money out whenever you want. You can add money in whenever you want to do that too. Um, and there's so many other sports you can go bet on. Uh, they're always finding cool bets and crazy bets for you. Uh, we've got women's world cup coming up in a couple of weeks, which is pretty neat. How are the Mariners doing? Uh, flirting with 500. They're not looking like the best team. In fact, I think Shala, the new dude for the Seattle crack. And if he keeps throwing pitches like that, that like that down the pipe, I just fucking sign this guy. Okay. That's cool. I, uh, <laughs> uh, I think we, why not? Why not? Like we need, we need a two sport person, right? So yeah, there you go. Yeah. He, he can be like the, uh, the ice hockey white version of like, uh, Deion Sanders. There you go. So DraftKings, the download, the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, remember to, if you've got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, there's tons of other details too, because it may or may not be legal in your state. So please see our show notes for details, but, uh, thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, and, and make sure you use code THPN. By the way, Taylor Swift just started playing um, on our Alexa in the room that I'm recording. Again, nice. uh, we haven't heard from the kids in a while, but they're She's going to cancel this podcast episode for like infringement, copyright issues, and then she's going to sue us, and then I'll be homeless next week. Cool. I'm excited about that. Let's see what Me happens. Me too. Can't Get wait to live pub. under a bridge. Yeah, absolutely. Get some uh, there you go. A, a troll. A troll under a bridge. There you go. Um, so... Uh, I will say that it is time for this is a great question. Super simple and easy. Uh, it is no dumb questions time. If there's ever a question that you've got, you want to ask it other podcasts, shame, you know, other podcasts shame you for asking these questions. You can ask us anytime and we'll answer your question in a segment called no dumb questions as Katy Perry is now playing in the background. Um, <laughs> what? I think my wife finally came home, uh, but the kids are still out of control. What is this week's no dumb question? question excuse me i'd like to ask you a few questions great question uh it's from erica stillwell via instagram and she was awesome she was just letting us know that she discovered us like last november when she got really invested into the seattle crack and the question is a simple one man it's like you mentioned when is merchandise coming back so you can go ahead and, and lead that one so we are joey and i are going to meet up sometime in july uh, or early August, we got to start planning out what we're going to do. There's a lot of stuff that we need to do. We have so many ideas for merch, right? And hold on one second. Alexa, stop. Um, <laughs> thank you. All right. So anyway, we need to work on what we're going to do with merch because we're pumped to have it back. We had so much fun with our beers for Paneers koozies, mm -hmm. um, and uh, the shirts and all the other cool stuff that we had. I drink every day out of my uh, good vibes only. It's back on uh, 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 the, the coffee mug, that sort of stuff. So anyway, I can't hear any music at all, by the way. Oh, good. Okay. Well then I'm not going to tell it to stop because I want my kids to do something. Um, anyway, we are working on the merch. We got to figure out like, all right, so how are we going to, you know, manage this like on our website? What are we going to do with production? How can we make things happen? So look, we're still at the beginning stages of what this podcast is going to be. Um, but we definitely want to sell some merch because it's fun to make. It's awesome to see you actually enjoying that too. So long story short is planning, then merch. And hopefully we can have some merch ready to go when the season starts in October. Perfect answer. We're on the same page with this. The only thing, this is a side note. I have a beef with FedEx, those motherfuckers. So I have gone out of my way to ship merchandise to a couple of people who have just reached out being like, Hey, can I get some merch? I'm like, even better. 
just send me your address. I'll send you some stuff, some extra stuff that, you know, we have laying around. And two times now they have broken the fucking coffee mugs. Like the mugs have arrived. They're in multiple pieces. I don't know what else I can do. Like it's, it's completely out of my hands, but it makes me feel like a dick. I'm trying to, I'm trying to send some good vibes only. And we're not getting good vibes. We're getting bad. We're getting broken, broken mug vibes. Well, dude, uh, UPS might go on strike. So FedEx might be the only option. So, yeah, so we might be stuck. But, yeah, no, actually what I've been doing is I've been going in uh, before you send it out in the mail, smashing up the mugs and then mm. sending them off. I was so. going to say we should just start selling broken mugs and just advertising it as like a puzzle. Like, oh, this is the good vibes only crack and pog mug, but you have to put it together to assemble it. You know, like a piece of freaking Ikea furniture once you get it in order to even drink coffee out of it. It's a good spin. I love that idea. Yeah, there it's you good. go. Like right. The mug was broken when I got it. I'm like, yeah, it's supposed to be broken. Get yourself some Gorilla Glue and get to work. <laughs> Erica, thank you for the question. <laughs> Hashtag Gorilla Glue. Uh, three stars of the week. This is where Joey and I talk about what we've been doing, how things have been going in our life. We rank it. We rank it. Yes, hold on one second. My son has a question. What? That is the correct foot. He is playing hockey in the driveway. So there you go. Appropriate. He's putting on rollerblades. Nice. So uh, how proud are you right now? I'm, it's the second time he's played today. He's rotating through sports. I'm happy with that. That's good. I, I want that life. It's like, Joey, why are you so tired? It's like, I've been, I went outside and played hockey twice. Yes. yes. Well, <laughs> we, now the doorbell's ringing. Hold on. Um, Three stars of the week. This is where we rank what's going on with our personal lives. Uh, I will go uh, for our first star, our third, my third star of the week. Uh, it is holiday traffic, Fourth uh, of July traffic. We basically, and I'm putting this as my third star because uh, it's kind of funny to me. Every year when we go to Florida for some holiday, we always time it perfectly. Well, this time we did not, and we did the exact thing that everybody else does. We left both times at the exact what going and coming back at the, at the wrong time. So a four hour drive turned into like a six hour drive, which wasn't horrible as it's as horrible as it sounds, but I'm just laughing because, you know, we left on Saturday morning with every other person on the planet to go to Florida for the 4th of July weekend. Mm-hmm. And we knew we should have left. Very on original Friday. thought. You're like, this is not, this is a great idea. No one else is doing this. And we left at like nine o'clock. We should have left at six if we were going to do it anyway. So like just mismanagement of holiday traffic. That one just made me, made me laugh. That's, 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 that's pretty much it. So as a person with no kids, how the hell do you entertain kids on a six hour car ride? Like, what do you do? They have these things called devices. Um, yeah. Never heard of that word. Thought was deviches. Yes. You can watch uh, shows. So we, we watch shows. Uh, they watch some shows and I'm usually driving. Mm-hmm. Um, You're just driving, wife. making TikToks while your kids are in the back. No. Miles an hour. No. <laughs> no. But I do get to listen to, uh, you know, because, you know, my wife's chilling out. Um, I'm most of the time listening to whatever they are watching. So mm-hmm. uh, really well versed in the, in the uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks uh, newest series, which oh, is so on- you haven't put them on Hannibal yet. No, not yet. Okay. Um, Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's pretty good. It's actually pretty funny. I enjoy it. I would rank that highly uh, as far as if you've got to watch something that your kids are watching. That's not That's not bad. There's some funny jokes in it. Okay. I like yeah. that. I was, I was genuinely curious. I'm like, I don't know how you entertain kids for 60 minutes, let alone uh, 60 times six. Uh, my, uh, my third star of the week is pool season. I know it was pool season last week, but I finally got to fucking enjoy it after five days of moving in triple digit heat. Um, I went down to the pool where I am living now and I was fully expecting it on, I went back to back two days, both days I went down. I was like, here we go. It's going to be a ton of people. Like I'm not prepared for this. I just want like my own space. I want to chill out. Uh, you know, it's new Orleans. And so you can bring drinks down, do whatever you want, brought some beers, all that good stuff. I go down there. No one's down there. And I had like some champagne and like a little thermos cup. And I was trying to celebrate like the move in, but I'm like, you know what? Like, this is awesome. There's only a couple of people down here. Had a couple of friends over, sat next to the pool, got my bronze on, starting to look nice and tan and jacked for the summer, hot boy summers in full effect. And then, uh, yeah, man, just took a dip in the pool. It was awesome. And I was like, okay, you know what? Th- that move sucked, but uh, getting to enjoy this has been fantastic. So pool season is officially here. I am just about moved in minus hanging up some, uh, 
paintings and art and shit to make it look like I'm a classy individual. Need to see something on that that white wall, which is uh Yeah, it's very white behind me. Um there's there's a whole separate room and I just put all the I set up the whole podcast room in here, but there's nothing on the wall and I gotta figure that out. The sound quality is fantastic. So you know that's, that's it? pretty money. Yeah, it sounds good. Okay. Well it sounds echoey to me. So you know little, people, little, people will let us know. A little bit, but that's not too bad. So okay. Okay. Um that's not not too shabby. Um I'll tell you what is my uh, second star of the week is I will say we were in, in Florida and um, my wife and I, there's a specific spot in watercolor that we went to. We almost went there three days in a row um, Mm. mainly because they have a sweet happy hour. You can get a carafe of wine for half price, which is awesome. Okay. Now we're talking my language. So just, I'm just, you know, just throwing out it's, it's the watercolor. uh, It's basically wine and cheese and that's it. It's awesome. Good vibe. Kids can come, you can hang out, have a carafe of wine, and then you eat the cheese and you do the, all the things. And we just kept going back to the same spot. And that was awesome and chill. We loved it. It It's great. That's it. That's my wine, cheese, watercolor. That's my second star of the week. Um, Is watercolor where they film the Truman show? That's seaside, which is right oh, next to right watercolor, next to though, right? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah watercolor is like literally yeah. uh, quarter. Yeah, my, it like just blends into seaside. It's freaking crazy too, because I don't know if anybody listening has been out there before, but mm-hmm. seaside and watercolor, like when you watch the Truman Show, it's like they didn't even have to build a set. Like that town really looks like that. Like a lot of homes, very similar. It's very beautiful. A lot of multicolored, different things going on. It's just kind of like a different world out there. I was a perfect location for the Truman Show. Also fantastic. We've been going for years and years and years. And um, it has, Seaside has gotten nuts. Watercolor is, is like, it's the overflow from Seaside. And it's a little, mm-hmm. it's not as crazy, but it stays busy. Seaside has gotten overrun, I'm old man, by teenagers on bikes. You Sons know, of yeah, all you know, they get let loose from their parents, and they're you know, and they and it's also very expensive to stay there, so it's like you know, all these kids who are from trust fund kids cruising around on bikes, you know, going to the beach, doing doing teenager stuff, being rich and tan, making out and smoking doobies. That's exactly what's going on. Sounds like a great time. Not I don't lie. like it, I don't like it, oh, but okay. I'll deal with it. No, I'm okay. kidding. <laughs> My second star of the week is a pro Joey podcast, 4th of July, Joey Chestnut. Um, There was a delay in the Nathan's um, hot dog eating contest, which I'm a huge fan of. I just think it's hilarious. It's fun. You can say this guy is like a generational athlete. I mean, the guy is like so undefeated in the world of like binge eating. And it's like such a disgusting, amazing, incredible sport. They literally train you around for it. I forgot which dude. It wasn't Joey Chestnut, but this one dude was talking about how he eats like pounds and pounds and pounds of rice, and then he'll drink water because then it expands his stomach, and he does that throughout the entire year. So he's just constantly training his stomach to intake just a shit ton of food. But Joey Chestnut, man, pro Joey podcast, like this guy is the GOAT. It was delayed. There was like lightning and rainstorm going on. And they were like, we don't even know if we're going to do the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Obviously, a lot of people were upset. We're like, what are you talking about? This is a 4th of July tradition. Throw on ESP and the Ocho and watch Joey Chestnut do his thing. And uh, Joey Chestnut came out and he was like, we're fucking doing this. We're doing this thing. It's happening. They put it on. Um, he was shooting for like 70 to 75 hot dogs. He crushed 62, but he still took first place. So shout out to Joey Chestnut making Joey's look awesome pro Joey podcast. You know, I mentioned I got had a bad cholesterol report not too long ago. I, I need to see this guy's vitals. I just, this I need guy's to. Got, like, he's in great health. Apparently the guy's been working out. He's jacked. He's just crushing 62 hot dogs in a couple of minutes. Like this guy's a freaking incredible. So, so I want to say this is like, you know, if you look at me, I don't think I look like I'm out of, out of shape. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have horrible cholesterol. So there's no way this dude does not have like blood. That's, that's, you know, basically like glue. I'm just telling this is, there's no way. There's no way. Can't be possible. Okay. All right. My first star of the week is you, Joey Cirillo. Yeah. Because like you put together an epic outline for this podcast. I'm literally yelling at kids through the whole thing. (laughs) You're running through everything going, here's uh, the Kraken who we lost. Here's who we drafted. Here's the free agency roundup. You, this is the Joey pro Joey pod episode of all time. So good job on the prep. Thank you very much. You best, you basically like put this show on your back this week. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm not going to lie. I was doing it last night while I was 
drinking a beer and I was so fucking tired because every day has been like just a crazy, crazy long every day. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Uh, yeah. So no, it was just a lot, but man, I really appreciate that. So it's all good. Also, it's fun for me because a lot of the stuff I don't know. So I get to research teams, uh, salary cap, free agent signings, NHL draft and all that good shit. So for me, it's fun. I get to nerd out, but I really appreciate that. Um, I actually changed my one star of the week and I changed it over to the bear. So the bear is back season two. It's on Hulu. And I had what I did not know was a hot take. So I watched, and it's a very popular show, but for those that have watched it, for the majority of the people that have, they fucking love it. Now, I watched the Bears season one, and I was like, good, but not great. Don't really care that much. I don't know. And everyone's like, that's blasphemous. This show's incredible. It goes on and wins a ton of awards. I'm just like, I don't know. I guess I just didn't fall in love with it like everyone else. But I decided... Also, there's not not a lot of new shows out right now. Like The Witcher season three is out. Jeff, I don't know if you and your wife have ever watched The Witcher. That's, that seems like kind of like a more of like a Jeff show. Totally. Um, it's, a, it's a very big time commitment. And I think it's also the last season that Henry Cavill is doing. So I'm kind of out on it anyways. Anyways, uh, The Bear season two, I was like, fuck it. I'm going in. I'm going to watch it. I've really enjoyed it. I've actually, it's, it's been a very good season so far. Um, I won't give anything away for those that might want to check it out or are not caught up on it, but I'm very excited to see uh, how everything goes with the restaurant opening, which is what the, basically the whole premise of the season is based around. Uh, but a lot of like really in-depth episodes kind of explaining how certain characters are the way they are and whatnot. So it is a good show. I am enjoying season two. So shout out to the bear, but also shout out to the bear because there's not a lot on TV right now and I need something to watch. Uh, there's not much. We're we're looking for shows mm-hmm. in the evening every day. Can't find it. It's 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 just rough right now. It's it's a it's a war zone. We're just watching old episodes. <laughs> of like, so tough. I just love a lack of TV being described as a war zone. Like <laughs> no, there's no no nothing. No sports. It's like you know, it's, it's a war just zone, an actual war zone. But yeah, I agree. <laughs> there's not there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of stuff going on TV right now. Fortunately, you know, if you just work twenty four seven, you don't have to worry about that. That's true, which is, you know, kind of what happens. So, you know, there you go. But uh, anyway, well, Joey, thank you very much for the episode. I have not heard anything from my children in uh, uh, like 20 minutes, and I'm very worried. It's very concerning. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on. They're fine, but there's something that's going on that I'm going to have to clean up. So um, thank you very much for this podcast episode. Thank you for listening to. Uh, we really appreciate it. Stay up with us, too, uh, across social media at KrakenPod. Um and we will do our best to keep up with everything that's happening uh, with the Seattle Kraken and, of course, uh, the NHL. So have a great week, Joey. Uh, thank you very much. We'll talk again next week. And we will leave you with a midsummer chirp of the week from the from the Kraken pod. Also a great movie involving a cult. You should watch it. It takes a huge what? turn. What? Midsummer. Have you ever watched Midsummer? No. Oh, man. It is awesome. It's so good. Oh, watch dude. it. Oh, okay. Well, I'll be next. I got to watch like five more Jumanji's first and then I can watch that. <laughs> but anyway, thank you. Have an awesome week. Here's the Kraken Pod Chirp of the Week. How did it feel throwing out the first pitch at the Mariners game? You did pretty well right down the middle. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it was. I was a little bit nervous before because in Czech we uh, don't have the baseball too much. Yeah, it's not popular there. Yeah, it was my first uh, first pitch. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Did you get this beforehand? No. <laughs> no, no, no.